coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Hey guys, this is Skip Coriel. Welcome to The Home Defense Show. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming. Today, I want to talk about um, this thing going down in New Mexico with the New Mexico governor who just suspended the Second Amendment in an entire county in uh, New Mexico, which is really bizarre. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you think, how can she do that? Well, she just, she did it with a, within an executive order. She declared a medical emergency and then said, nobody can open carry or concealed carry guns in the entire county. It's now against the law just by virtue of a stroke of her pen. And that seems crazy. But she still did it, right? And uh, I want to talk about that because people are always asking, you know, when, when should you break the law, right? When should you break the law? Uh, kind of a peaceful protest by breaking the law. It's not without precedent. You remember Rosa Parks? Rosa Parks, who broke the law, you know, uh, refused to give up her seat on the bus uh, back uh, in the 1960s, right? And it kind of jump-started the, uh, the whole uh, Montgomery uh, bus public uh, transit boycott. And... Uh, that was illegal. She broke the law. She was arrested. Uh, but why did she do it? She did it because the law that she broke was in violation of the Constitution of the United States. And uh, now down in New Mexico, we're seeing uh, public... Uh, not riots, but just demonstrations, public marches where um, gun owners are going out on the streets and they're, they're openly carrying, they're openly and blatantly violating this executive order. And I think they're absolutely right to do that. They have to do that. If they want to preserve their freedom, they need to do that. It's even important for our freedom here we're up in Michigan. They're in New Mexico. But that's important to us, too. Why? Well, because I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between this New Mexico governor and our Michigan governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Remember what she did uh, back during the whole COVID lockdown thing? It declared a public health emergency and then made us all wear masks tried to make us get vaccinated, wouldn't let us uh, go into stores and places like that. And, you know, it was quite the lockdown, okay? So she took away a lot of our freedom by virtue of a, a public health emergency, a stroke of her pen. If the New Mexico governor gets away with this, do you think for one moment that our governor here in Michigan, wouldn't do the same thing? She would. 
In fact, governors from all over the country, all the blue states, they do the same thing. If this New Mexico governor isn't impeached or, uh, you know, slapped down somehow, then it's going to get bad because they really don't care about the Constitution. It doesn't bother them in the least that they're knowingly violating the Constitution of the United States. They don't care about that. They, they care about power. They care about disarming us. They care about getting more power. That's all they care about. Um, the fact that it's unconstitutional, she said, yeah, I, I know it's probably not going to, you know, stand up to a, a court um, challenge, but she doesn't care. You know, and she said, I don't care. Uh, you know, the criminals aren't going to stop carrying guns because of the order that I just signed. She doesn't care about that. She doesn't care about crime. She doesn't care about the Constitution. She doesn't care about your freedom. She just cares about her own power and her, her hubris, her arrogance. And I, I think our governor is the same way. So we need to stand up to that. When should you break the law? When should you stand up and openly protest and violate the law? When that law violates the U.S. Constitution. That And this one is blatant. This one is, is cut and dried. It's black and white. Okay? So if we don't stand with New Mexico um, and help them, then it's going to visit our door too. Because whatever happens in New Mexico is going to ripple across the country. Why am I talking about that now? Well, because on October 5th, we have the Second Amendment march at the Lansing State Capitol. And that is an opportunity for you to stand up, let your voice be heard, and for you to go to the Capitol. You can go there armed, you can go there unarmed. It doesn't matter. But you need to go there and you need to lend your the force of your number, okay? You're one person. You go there. If we can have 500 people, 1,000 people, that would be great. You need to go there and you need to stand up and say, you know what? What's going on in New Mexico? It's not going to fly here in Michigan. You need to stand up. And all this garbage about, well, you know, the FBI might be taking our picture. We might be getting on a government list. You're already on a government list. Don't worry about that. If you own a gun, if you purchased a gun, if you bought a hunting license, you're already on a government list. Okay, so, and, and really, how can you live with yourself if you're that cowardly? How can you have any dignity or self-respect if you're so afraid of the government that you just hold out your hands and say, go ahead and put on the handcuffs. I won't say anything. I'll shut up. I will live the rest of my life in, in a prison, in chains of my own making. That's what you're doing if you stay silent. Please, folks, come to the Second Amendment March, October 5th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. You're not going to be alone there. Uh, there will be a whole bunch of 
legislators there who are pro-gun, who are standing up, putting their necks on the chopping block too. So you're not alone. They need our support. We need their support. Let's work together on this. Go to secondamendmentmarch.com, secondamendmentmarch.com, um, and or on Facebook, and say, yeah, I'm going to be there. We need you there. We need the force of your of numbers. Okay, that's about all I have for today. I'm just I'm just trying to get people to come there. Try try to do the right thing. Don't be afraid, or be afraid. You can be afraid if you want, as long as you are courageous. You know, sometimes I'm afraid too. It's okay to be afraid as long as you do the right thing. That's the definition of bravery. So, secondamendmentmarch.com. Go check it out. I want to see you October 5th uh, at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Lansing State Capitol. Come armed, come unarmed, but just be there and help us out. All right. That's about all I got. Uh, we'll probably do a training video. Oh, heads up. Sometime in the next two weeks, I should be interviewing John Lovell from Warrior Poet Society. If you haven't read his book yet, Warrior Poet's Way, go on Amazon.com and check that out. That will give you the, uh, the testicular fortitude that you need, an infusion of courage, just by reading that book. It is incredible. I need to check out the Warrior Poets Way uh, on Amazon.com by John Lovell. And hopefully we can get him on the show here shortly. All right. This is Kip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Don't forget about our sponsors. Check out Centershot Indoor Gun Range, centershotgunrange.com, where it's always a perfect 70 degrees. And, of course, United States Concealed Carry Association. Get yourself some legal protection and more training. USCCA.com. This is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. I want to see you October 5, 11 a.m., Lansing State Capitol. Be there. Be brave. God bless. Stay safe. And now it's time for our self-defense report. Take us there, Skip. All of us here at Frontlines of Freedom believe strongly in your right to keep and bear arms for protection of yourself and your family. All across the country, violent crime is skyrocketing. And now, more than ever, Americans need to stand up and exercise their Second Amendment rights. Now is the time to get trained and ready to handle this growing threat. But if you're not, please look into it and learn what you can do to legally carry a firearm to protect the ones you love. What's the story this week, Colonel? Well, recently in St. Louis, Missouri, two persons approached a woman as she walked to her car and asked to use her phone, police said. When the woman said she didn't have a phone on her, one of them, a 13-year-old boy, pulled out a gun and demanded her car keys and money, which she handed over. As the two robbers got into her car, the teen with the gun became distracted, giving the woman a chance to grab her own gun and fire at the teen, wounding him. The two fled, but responding officers later found the wounded teen and took him to a hospital before charging him as a juvenile. Thanks, Colonel. I find this story disconcerting simply because of the young age of one of the robbers. Probably because my youngest son, Phoenix, is the same age. When I look at my son, I just can't imagine him ever doing anything like this. But the story is true, and things like this happen every day now, so I'm forced to deal with it. Let's analyze the woman's performance strictly from a self-defense perspective. First, when I see a 13-year-old boy walking through a parking lot, I don't automatically hear warning bells and whistles going off in my head. 
There's no spider sense that takes over simply because I don't naturally see a young boy as a life or death threat. Apparently, this woman didn't either because she appeared to be caught off guard by the two robbers. I can't slight her for this simply because the boy was so young that most people wouldn't expect him to threaten them with a gun, but he did. It's sad that we live in a world like this, but we do. So let's all adapt and make the change in our self-defense mindset. The reality is this. Sometimes children kill adults with guns. Second, she handed over her car keys and money when threatened. I can't fault her there either. I might have done the same thing in her situation simply because I'm not yet mentally prepared to shoot a boy the same age as my youngest son. I need to rethink that in light of this story. All of us should ask ourselves, when are we willing to use deadly force? Can you shoot a child who is threatening to kill you? Can you shoot a woman? You should answer the questions now simply because you won't have the time or the presence of mind to think clearly while a gun is pointed at you. Third, this woman was in sufficient fear of death or serious bodily injury that she decided to use her own gun. I can't falter there as well. I don't know what she was feeling, and quite frankly, a 13-year-old boy is quite capable of pulling a trigger and killing an adult. So, I'm not going to second-guess her on that either. Listen, this was a terrible situation, but the ugly truth is that the woman was in danger of death or serious injury, so she used her gun to survive. That's what the gun's there for. I'm glad the child didn't die, and I hope he learns his lesson and gets the help he needs. Frontlines of Freedom salutes this St. Louis woman and wishes her all the best as she recovers from this emotionally traumatic experience in her life. Well said, Skip. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best in home defense. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle!